everybody. Welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the Otherverse to take a look at Pact, Wildbow's least appreciated work, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Collateral, chapters 4.3 and 4.4. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know whether Jeremy ever understands that Verona does not want to date him and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read Pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be full spoilers through the chapters we are covering. I want to remind everybody that our fan art contest, Pale Complexions, I believe that it is done. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, um, dun. But you can vote. Woo! You can have input. Yay! Um, democracy. So, democracy. Um, so <laughs> if you're interested in voting, become a Patreon. Or if you are a Patreon, um, get off your lazy butts and vote <laughs> in a loving way. It's going to be great. We're really excited. Great. And thank you to everyone who submitted something for the the art yay it's so awesome yay i'm excited uh i haven't looked at them yet but i'm very excited to look at the submissions same it's gonna be super sweet um got a lot of talented people out there all right um we're gonna go ahead and start um i'll go over our summary real quick of our chapters um rose tries to adjust to life outside the mirror and tries to strategize with Blake. After some tense negotiations, Conquest gives them three tasks to deal with. Fell goes over the imp, minor demon, and goblin with them. Blake and Rose decide to go deal with the imp first. They run into some oddly behaving animals and finally meet the imp. So we'll start with Rose <laughs> grabbing Blake for dear life. Um, Conquest basically gives them the illusion of privacy in order to talk. Yeah, I think this was a really great moment of characterization for Rose. I really felt for her. Um, She has been without human contact for so long. And um, I don't know, it just was a sign to me of how much she cares for Blake, kind of, and how much she just really needed that. Um, I was kind of like, oh, God, Blake doesn't like being touched. But um, she recognizes that and kind of apologizes and stuff. Um she's just so freaked out and everything and she's been so totally alone and i thought it was really like endearing that that's how she responds i know poor thing yeah <laughs> um to freedom freedom yes i'd probably react similarly <laughs> in terms of freaking out if that were me yeah um yeah and then there's <laughs> You mentioned Fell. I don't understand this man's name. <laughs> How is this a name? It doesn't sound like a name. <laughs> um, like, I, mean, I mean, I was also going to say, I, I think Wild Bill wanted to make sure we was we were being we were following along, but I feel like Blake is really obsessed with the fact that like, oh, the practitioner with no name, and even after he knows his name, he's like the practitioner with no name who now has a name, and I'm like, okay, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know do you think do you think it's just a really weird first name or do you think it's like i don't think I don't this know. is this man's 
like i don't think his parents named him phil i could see conquest being like hey, this is your name now um you failed to conquest <laughs> <laughs> you fell on your face in front of me lol um <laughs> it's got, yeah something like that yeah then also before um they have their heart to heart or whatever jerry's still there for a bit and he's like all right conquest i'm still interested in this or something and conquest is like okay give me some favors and i'll keep you updated on the situation and blake's like why does he want to know and i'm like blake last chapter he was literally like me and the duchamps of jacob's bell like you like what the fuck blake like (laughs) it was not a secret that he's connected to these people i mean i'll give him a pass for like missing that part since his world's kind of again crashing down around him yeah but he's gotta he's gotta stay on top of it because this world is not a nice place and He's just gotta. He's gotta pick it up. He's gotta go fast. Understatement gotta, of the year. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, they end up going back and forth over negotiations. Um, it's kind of a nice way to say that, I guess. Um, Blake discovers conquest isn't quite what appearances are showing. Um, Conquest eventually assigns them three tasks and Rose ends up shackled to him. Which is gross. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, yeah. He's pretty, he's, sh- he's shown to be gross as hell, right? Yeah, he's not great. He's not great. Yeah, I thought it was interesting when they were like, Conquest was a human. I didn't quite pick that up. Um, but I wonder, like, who was this person and how exactly did he become infused with this incarnate something or something hmm um maybe that'll be the interlude (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) i can't handle that conquest so far isn't quite i mean maybe he needs an interlude he isn't quite interesting enough yet like i think the problem with incarnations is like they can't be too complex because they are the embodiment of a thing. And I mean, I guess like conquest could be a bunch of different things. But ultimately, there's not some underlying like, oh, but really, it's about the children. Like, it's just like. <laughs> it's about the children. It's like, nope, this is about conquest. Like, this is what this person is. And I don't know. What if conquest was like a child, like in child form, you know? Like, what would Conquest look like? That's hilarious. I feel like Conquest would look like Joffrey Baratheon or some shit. <laughs> like, or, oh my god, um, did you ever watch Galavant? I haven't seen the second, the full second season, but yes. So have you seen part of the second season? Not much, unfortunately. Do you know Isabella's cousin? Yes! Yes. <laughs> it would, Conquest would look like that. <laughs> What he's what he's saying though. That's I feel it. like her cousin didn't really sing. He just like made the gesture given piggyback rides and like Oh yeah, I guess that's true. Shit like that. <laughs> that that's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Now I gotta go watch that again. 
It's a great show. It's a great show. Like, you guys should this watch Gallivant. Right. For this sure. Y'all's show wreck of the week, I guess. Definitely. Gallivant. Gallivant. It's got the detective from Psych, mm-hmm. which is really random, like, you know, crossover thing. Um, but he's fantastic in it as well. <laughs> yes. 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 So. <sighs> it's a great show. One of the episodes toward the end of the second season, or maybe two, but definitely one of them has Weird Al Yankovic, which was really fun. Does it really? Mm-hmm. So that's something <laughs> to look forward to. Oh, that's awesome. All right. I got to go back and watch that. I was watching <laughs> it with my husband for a while and we got off the train. I wonder if it's still on Netflix. We'll have to check. But I hope so. I hope so. Otherwise, illegally streaming. Oh. Um. Probably shouldn't say that on a podcast that I'm recording, but everything is fine. <laughs> Everything's fine, right? You're the future lawyer, so oh, I still don't take an IP. That's next semester. Damn it! All right, well, yeah. we're just gonna hope for the best. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But so, I guess... go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna be like. Um, what did you think of Blake's realization? I guess that Conquest is not quite as jacked up as he's acting. Yeah, I mean, this this wasn't a huge surprise based on Sandra's interlude. I don't really know what to call these still, but I mean, basically interlude. Because the mm-hmm. whole thing was like, oh, it's Lord of Conquest in Toronto. That's weird, right? Um, and it seemed like they were getting ready to make a move against him when 9-11 happened. Um and mm. by this point, like, I don't know my history super well, especially not like Canadian. Canada's involvement yeah. in, yeah, like the Iraq and Afghanistan conflicts and wars. Mm-hmm. But it seems like they probably would have kind of been out of it or whatever by this point. And like Toronto in particular wouldn't necessarily have that tie to mm-hmm. the war as much, um, unlike the US, which has stayed in it forever. Fucking um, ever. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't really a shock, but it was kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Like, good job. Like you figured this out. Um, I was kind of thinking like, okay, why hasn't anyone challenged him again? So if this is like 2013 or whatever, it hasn't, I guess, been that long since 9-11, since he had that little boost in power. And also it seems like, um, the... I'm trying to remember. It reminded me of like some sort of game or something, but I feel like there are certain board games or whatever where like you don't necessarily want to be the first person to like make the move or you don't want to like reach your neck out and strike the other person down because that makes you vulnerable, right? Mm, Like mm -hmm. you've expended resources or maybe you've gotten hurt and then other people who've been like waiting for you to, or like, you know, waiting to make their move can then jump in. Like it, I mean, this might be a good, or, yeah kind of yeah Not really kind of um yeah. it's been a while since i played risk but like i think so um okay and this might be an interesting like pale in comparison thing to talk about um, what board game no <laughs> <laughs> but just in terms of like the like the carmine furs right like no one's gonna try to take throne of the carmine beast right now because you know john is a really good candidate 
um, mm-hmm. slash John doesn't want to take this because it's like, oh, once he does and he has to face all these other threats or whatever, then the person with the furs is just going to come out and be like, ha ha ha, I win. Um, yeah. And so I feel like with Conquest, it's kind of like, I mean, Blake in this chapter is basically like, cool, we're going to try to take this fucking, we're going to try to take this man down, which was like, okay, Blake, um, this is a huge escalation from I'm going to try to survive in this town to I'm going to try to take down the lord of the city. But I guess like he doesn't <laughs> want to necessarily become the lord of the city. He just is like this entity has to go down. Um, yeah. And so maybe this is like just, you know, good timing or something. <laughs> okay. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, sorry. When you're saying pale in comparison, my brain was like discussion question. I'm like, let's get a board game discussion question. Woohoo. Let's, um, think about it. I love board games. I do too. It's pretty fun, but it'd be nice to get some wrecks <laughs> for show. Yeah. Um, I do like some board games. Let's see. So yeah, they're kind of talking, um, about like, Maybe calling the lawyers. <laughs> and Rose is like, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> At least I think was, she's the one that was it Blake that says it's a terrible idea. I think it was Rose, but I don't. One of them says it's a terrible one idea. One of them is like, he wants to summon demons. They want to summon demons. Like, <laughs> this just isn't not a good matchup for us <laughs> best decision which is kind of like oh yeah like because i was you know my prediction was that he would use the lawyers to get out of this situation and he's mm-hmm. like no that's obviously a horrible idea and i'm like oh, okay <laughs> you know fair <laughs> like huh, okay i guess that's a good point it kind of is a terrible idea yeah uh, <laughs> and it makes for a more interesting and exciting story i like the you know the three little tasks they have to go on um Little, huh? <laughs> well, so I was at Jordan Con this weekend and I listened to a panel that Brandon Sanderson was on about. Um, I guess I should just talk about it now because I was thinking about this as I was reading this um, little section, right? So, the hmm. a lot of um, newer writers have problems with like the middle of the story that it gets boring and it kind of sags and it's just kind of like it doesn't keep. Like, the momentum doesn't stay. Um, mm-hmm. And Brandon Sanderson was saying that the end of the story is actually where a lot of experienced writers have more of the problem. Like, creating a satisfying, like, well-constructed ending. And the middle isn't mm. actually that bad. Because the mm. thing with the middle is, like, you want to have a sense of progression. Whether that's um, you're facing harder and harder tasks. Um, the other people on the panel, somewhere, one of them was talking about how she sets up her novels in like a multi-act structure um and kind of has like a series of she thinks of it it almost like um like a video game which was really interesting there's like the like Hmm. introductory boss that happens at the end of act one to kind of like set up where your characters are and how they're doing and then there's like the the boss um at the end of act two is kind of like it's a version of the ultimate boss, but it's not the exact same thing. And it shows how your characters have grown. And then there's kind of like the big boss at the end, um, which was a really interesting concept. And then um, hmm. 
this talk is also, I think, on Brandon Sanderson's YouTube, if y'all are interested. The moderator of the panel was also an author. Um, he writes urban fantasy, and he was just talking a lot about, like, oh, when I get bored, if I'm writing, like, I blow something up. Like, I blow up the building, <laughs> or, I, or I push someone off the building. I discover another body, like, um, because he tends to write, like, criminally procedural fantasy stories, kind of, I guess, like the um, Harry Dresden novels. Um, or the Dresden Files but they were all kind of saying like you need yeah you need the progression you need um, raising stakes you need your characters to be oh sorry I remember the other guy was talking about like sub subplots and um, like be like minor characters and having their having little plots and different things that they're going through resolve in like in a staggered way to kind of build momentum for the rest of your story and Hmm. i was kind of like oh okay so like this imp is gonna be not that hard and then i'm guessing that we're gonna go to the goblin next and it's gonna be harder and then we're gonna go to the splinter thing and it's gonna be like a lot like it's gonna be like a big deal right um Mm -hmm. but this whole trajectory of him being in toronto you know is gonna build a build a build a build to a decent climax but it's not going to be the ultimate you know like the whole story is just going to keep building and progressing um and getting more and more and more intense to help keep us entertained to help keep us hooked um and also like keep the characters growing and moving forward um Hmm. and so when it was like oh here's these three things it just really reminded me of her first name was ellie i can't remember her last name um she writes stories about like reapers and necromancers that sounded fun Ooh, okay yeah she was kind of like oh i mix in dark humor because sometimes like one of my characters will just be like i don't want to walk down this fifth you know 20 story building i'm just gonna jump off of it because they're already <laughs> like a dead person and then a necromancer will just like revitalize them at the bottom of the building right um, which is a lot but it was also like damn um i should That's kind of plug funny. these people more effectively later but um <laughs> she was talking a lot about how her like a kind of a specific structure of her stories and it really reminded me of this like and this is a big thing in pact and the other verse and everything but just the three beat these three trials mm-hmm. these three things and they're going to get progressively challenging um mm-hmm. and the splinter thingy that makes people disappear forever sounds really fucking terrifying <laughs> and that'll be fun <laughs> uh man so um yeah so i guess since we're kind of talking about it like um i don't do you want to talk about those three f- tasks more in depth or we could talk about um i guess some of your other notes on this part let me see just like in terms of maybe we should wait to talk a bit more in depth when we get to the next section. Cause then we sure. actually get this one turn all that. Okay. Um, we like to plan things while we're recording, Woo-hoo. you know, it works. <laughs> so, um, it, it's kind of one of the notes that you kind of talk about is Rose's practice. And it is kind of an impressive, like how, um, she really, she's really fucking good at stuff. She's so good. Like, like, I mean, Blake has seemed pretty talented, right? Like, he... For sure. ...is really good with the glamour. 
he's starting to slowly understand the whole lying thing. Um, yeah. Like at one point in this chapter, he's like, I should ask questions instead of making statements. I'm like, yes, Blake. <laughs> yes, finally. <you> <laughs> um, but she's just like, here, hand me June. And then she manages to like create a wintry vortex that like disturbs conquest and like possibly weakens him in his own domain and like all this other shit. And she's just like, she knows how to talk to June. She knows how to deal with it. June's just like, yep, this is fine. I just like, I don't know. It's like Rose was, is the voice like Rose was really good at stuff. I'm a little like mm-hmm. worried about the future when Rose continues to get stronger and better at this and how that's going to impact Blake. Um, But it was also just like, I mean, I was really happy for Rose. I was really impressed but I'm also just like, oh, fuck, like, she's already so good at this, and Blake can't get goblins to listen to him. <laughs> bummer. That's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> but I yeah. also, she's a huge asset. She's really amazing, and she deserves to be free, so I hope we, I mean, I think we're going to figure out how to get her out of the mirror world. Yeah. Hopefully in a way that nice. doesn't involve her possessing Blake. <laughs> No, can only hope at least. <laughs> what were you gonna say? It was nice that she's. Oh, just that she gets a break from like her mere prison. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Poor, poor girl. I know. Um, they were talking about conquest, and I think they were talking about their house, and they were like, "We should get conquest to go into our house." he'll make it and they were like we could get him to enter the circle and I think like I was confused I was wondering if they were going to like feed him to Barbatorum or some shit um, I couldn't remember what other circles were in their house I didn't think there were other circles around in his domain Um, could they I have just meant really like sure. the time circle oh yeah and I guess then they just have a lot more time to deal with it that makes sense. I feel like it'd be kind of hard to be like, okay, all our, I know it looks like we've got a lot of books, but the best books, you got to take attic. this key and you got to go all the way up to the tower and don't worry about like the weird circle thing. Just don't break the mark. But like, it's like an invisible library. You just got to step over that and it's golden. It's golden. Right? Yeah. Okay. Now this makes a lot more sense. <laughs> the circle being the time vortex it'd be kind of hard to lie like not lie about that there's something really powerful um it's like hey you know you really dangerous this will teach you a lot about demons it'll teach you a lot about demons yeah can pretty much Uh, that would have been an interesting turn that's for sure talk about catastrophe um He's probably got some weird metal shit on him because he's conquest. He probably has some weird like metal, like I don't know, I just some sword or some like weird uh, like bad. Yeah. 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 Be real bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. I I also think like thinking more about Blake and like well, Blake's reaction to conquest in particular was really interesting. Um, the when we're recording this, the last episode of Pale Reflections, they just 
went over some of the discussion questions for like who would your wolf be Hmm. and it feels like conquest is kind of like blake's wolf um Hmm. because he says like he was everything i couldn't deal with like uber masculine and also just like physically dominating um he grabs rose and he puts the shackle on her and he you know just very like controlling um it it seems like maybe blake has been like sexually assaulted or raped or something um Mm -hmm. by a man is kind of what it seems like based on the way he reacts in this chapter and it really feels like the more we learn about this um or like the more we see blake experience ptsd um the more we're gonna learn about exactly what happened and i I really want to learn about Blake and I really want to understand him, but I'm really not looking forward to some sort of like really awful traumatic scene, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I feel kind of torn about it, but I'm also just like, yay, more explanation. And also like, Oh God, this is a horrible explanation. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'll have to, We'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, I mean, I feel like Wild Bill does a really good job at like explaining like the visceral like horror and just everything that Blake is going through. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's very interesting. Definitely. Um, also, like Rose puts the shackle on herself, right? Yeah, that was amazing. Um, Something about this situation, you know, like I've just said, was triggering Blake's PTSD. And he's like, I can't do this. Like, I can't do that. I can't. And Rose can tell that he's freaking out. And so Rose just walks up and is like, bam, shackled. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is, I mean kind of incredible considering that like rose is caged like yeah she's trapped in the mirror world and he he puts her in a cage um and like that was really just like no that's so fucked up and like she just kind of got some freedom and then you're putting her back in a cage and she's kind of like okay like i will do this for blake like blake can't handle this we need to get out of here i'm going to put the shackle on and I mean, she's still, it's not like she's like completely trapped. She has some freedom of mobility, like mm-hmm. relatively, you know, as much as Rose ever has. But it was still <laughs> like, oh, wow. Like, I don't know. I just love her and I love Blake. And I really hope that they don't like end up on opposite sides of this thing or whatever. Cause it does seem like she's getting stronger and he's not. Hmm. All right, well, I'm going to move on to our next part here, which is uh, basically you, Conquest lets him go temporarily to do the tasks for him. Um, Blake does some preparations for the task. Uh, Joel comes to check on him and, as always, is pretty awesome. Um, then Vel comes by to give Blake and Rose some information about the tasks, along with an address, a splinter of wood, and a bone. Yeah, um... So these three tasks, right? It's like, oh, there's these three like demons running around in my territory, whatever, no big deal. 
And I think this is kind of like another sign of how weak and shitty Conquest is. Because demons are a big deal. I mean, these aren't like full-fledged like Barbatorums or whatever. But they're Mm -hmm. still like demon adjacent. And it's kind of like, how are you letting this happen? And he's like, they're not a big enough of a threat for me to deal with. And it's like, no, 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 (laughs) no. How are you letting this happen? Like, I feel like that's not quite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the Splinter's description alone is like, no, you should have done something about this. Um, It might help explain why he's willing to let Blake out to do these tasks. I'm wondering, because I mean, his, his excitement about capturing a, uh, Diabolist was so odd. Um, mm-hmm. He's desperate for power, and maybe maybe part of it was like, "Oh, this Diabolist can help take care of some of this shit in my in my territory." I don't know. But to pair with conquests, three tasks, Blake comes up with a three part plan, which is mm-hmm. number one do the tasks <laughs> number two mutiny <laughs> and then number three get some local powers on board to unseat conquest um this plan seems like i, don't know, I just fi- i just figured we'd be like in toronto for like an arc and then we'd go home and it's starting <laughs> to feel like that's not happening <laughs> <laughs> i just don't know where the story is going which is cool but I feel like he's going to go to Diana and I mean, maybe he'll go to the um, the knights in the basement or whatever the fuck they were called. Because it's like, hey, Conquest, let a whole bunch of y'all get erased from existence. Doesn't that suck? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, I do want to go over like Joel. Yeah, we jumped into that stuff, but like Joel coming over, he's it's nice to see Blake around like some nice people who actually like care a lot about him and are trying to kind of take care of him a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this builds on what we were seeing in 4.1 where Joel explicitly in this chapter is like, hi, is your mental health okay? Like, are you losing it? Like, what should we do? Yeah. And he even explicitly says like, hey, Blake, let us do more for you. Like. Like, you wouldn't even let me, like, you know, give you your my car or whatever. Like, you had to give me your bike keys. Like, please, what can I do? Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that Blake kind of accepts a little bit of this and recognizes, like, I mean, part of it is I think he just is like, okay, I need to do something to prevent Joel from getting too involved. And so Joel, like, bringing me some food and shit maybe will help Joel feel like he's helping which mm-hmm. is a help. Blake needs food. <laughs> um, yes. While also while also not being like, hey Joel, there's like monsters and shit, let's go fight them. You know, like mm-hmm. um but it is really nice and it was nice, you know, just Joel's not hiding things from Blake, which is I really appreciate. He's like, hey, like you know, we talked about this after you left and this is kind of what we were thinking and um, you know, Alexis said this about the conversation y'all had um, 
in terms of like how you were doing and I just appreciate how upfront he is um, yeah and I just still feel like I want to never see any of Blake's friends again because I want them to be okay but I also really want them to keep showing up <laughs> uh, it sucks no for sure yeah um, I also want to talk a little bit about Blake's getting ready routine. Um, sure. Like the outfitting or the, the, like, one of my favorite parts in like James Bond movies, for instance, is when he goes to see Q, right? And he like mm-hmm. gets his cool car and his fun exploding knife and all that shit or whatever. And, um, Blake does not have a Q at all, right? But he has <laughs> yeah. cargo he has cargo pants and hey, he has I mean, belts and it was fun like watching Blake be MacGyver all this stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. And like think about it and kind of be smart about it, you know, like like trying to make the best decisions of should I take this paint? Okay, maybe no, but I should take this compass and drawing implements because, you know, diagrams, right? And um mm-hmm. I want to be able to carry as much shit as possible and like a, you know, so I'm going to have these cargo shorts or cargo pants that look stupid and whatever, whatever. I'm kind of hoping that he can like get to a place where he can both have utility and a sense of style, like a sense of self is really important, you know? Yeah. Um. But that was really fun to kind of see him put stuff together and then the whole like, oh, this hair is growing toward my wound that is strangely not healing like I expect it to. What if it grows into it and spreads throughout my whole body? And then I'm like, that sucks. That's creepy. Yeah. That sucks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe don't do that. <laughs> maybe let's not. Yeah. Fun times. Yeah. Guess he's trying to be uncomfortable with that whole locket thing. That's going to definitely make it uncomfortable so yeah when it grows into your body and he made ink with it again i'm just like whatever like you don't know what you're doing of course I guess- he doesn't know what he's doing malia it's not like he had a fate to teach him how to do this crap uh, it still works uh, it's it does work yeah i yeah, know he's 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 doing really well it's just like I hate you're, do- you're making it harder than you need to be <laughs> yeah fair <laughs> um also just kind of randomly after he gets ready and all that and joel comes over and stuff and fell gets there mm-hmm. isn't it kind of just funny he's like what if this what if i told you this guy like might kill me <laughs> i mean i don't remember if blake knows about innocence yet um that was so funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah especially fell's like Hey, just don't. Like, just like, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, don't do that. Hey, don't. Um, and Joel being like, like, not you know, being able to know what was going on. His like crazy sand dust connection blocker mm. shit. What the fuck is that? I don't know, man. Yes, you do. I mean, maybe, but I also might not. <laughs> Could go either way, you know. Yeah, I mean, mis- it's just mystery yeah i feel like sand and dust in this universe is normally like glamour right um sure yeah he doesn't feel very fairy adjacent necessarily 
and also I don't know I feel like we've gotten enough fairy but I'm just like what the fuck like maybe it's like ooh what if it's like grave dust like I feel like there's like when you're at a funeral or whatever sometimes there's a thing where people will like take turns putting dirt on the coffin before they like Mm. bury the whole thing and it's kind of a symbolic like you're helping you know lay the person to rest or whatever true and maybe he's just like i'll lay these connections to rest bam (laughs) everyone will think you're dead bam what if it's just like some really weird like kind of salt or something i don't know it's like white sand what if it's from white sands oh like in new mexico yeah we white should sands Google. missile range which guys like it's doesn't sound that exciting but it's pretty cool actually because it's just like hills like mounds of white sand where people go and like can take a little sled down and it looks like it kind of I mean, looks like snow especially it kind of looks like sometimes snow it's a little bit um it's a little moist and a little cold Sometimes mm-hmm. you're like, is this snow? It's not snow. It's not snow because you're Gypsum. in New Mexico. Um, but <laughs> it's pretty sweet. I, I once went there. Um, so we have van- like our grandparents um, before they passed uh, lived in New Mexico. So we used to go there all the time. Um, I, the last time I went, I definitely saw a camel. They were shooting a movie or something. <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing not like a super famous movie because... I have no idea, like, where the hell that scene went. But there was a camel there, and there was a camera crew. So that's so pretty cool. cool, at least to me. Why would that be a connection blocker thing? No idea. <laughs> but so no, now I googled it, and there's a bunch of there's five cool facts about White Sands, and so Whoa. it's all right, guys. It's gypsum. It's not silica. Um. Hmm gypsum is dissolves in water um what and so it's it's run down the mountains into this big fucking like basin thing which is now where it is um and so it's huh. not actually white <laughs> okay i'm um, pretty sure it looks white <laughs> gypsum is a clear substance what the fuck um the dunes appear white like snow because the gypsum grains are constantly banging into each other and what? so they've scratched themselves. They, there's a, they're covered in little scratches. And so the sun's rays make them look what white. What the fuck? Because of the scratches. <laughs> what? It also doesn't absorb heat from the sun. So you that's why they're comfortable why to cold. walk on. Even when it's super hot. Oh my goodness. Um, but you still need to bring water because you're going to fucking die. Um, this is New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Wow. So now I'm like, okay, he has gypsum sand. <laughs> gypsum sand sprinkles on people to make them invisible, like the sand. <laughs> and it doesn't absorb heat, so maybe it like reflects, like I don't know, like it hides your body heat. I don't know. That's not quite. I mean, obviously, he could see him standing right there, so it's not like he's gonna be invisible as a person um 
like something. So as well, it says the sun's heat. Does I wonder if it like absorbs body heat? So if you were trying to like get by like some kind of heat detector like camera thing, if you just like built like a gypsum suit, <laughs> could you just like be invisible to that? <laughs> just make sure you get so the one with that made of the sand gradual granules, because otherwise, like everyone's gonna see you naked, which is super awkward guys right right or you're gonna scratch it a bunch or something yeah like scratch it a bunch and put in the sun or something all right this has gone on a tangent i never would have thought um (laughs) like many other of our conversations but (laughs) yeah but white sands is cool and if you all have a chance it's cool yes you should and new mexican food is amazing i'm sorry texas like tex-mex is like not that good not i mean yeah it's okay but like why would you eat tex-mex when you could get like new mexican food or like southwestern food you i don't want queso and gravy smothered <laughs> in like you know just like smothering all of my things you know yeah. like it, like all the food is it's it's yellow and brown okay all the te- Tex-Mex is yellow and brown, which is like fried and delicious. But holy crap, like your arteries like can can only take so much. You know, you need some green chili to clear out your damn arteries. Yep, sometimes. yep, yep, yep. Hot damn, like <laughs> it's just yeah. Anyway, I might get some hate for that, but that's how I feel. Okay, can't tell me that my heart. You know, heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> the heart wants green chili. <laughs> the heart fucking wants green chili. Okay. I thought when I moved to Texas, I was going to get green chili. Oh. And I was going to be able to get chili rain and burritos. Oh, no. 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 They don't fucking have that in Texas, even though it's one fucking state away. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck your face. Lucky if you get green chili and any fucking where. Like, unless, I, I mean, occasionally they'll have like, Oh, we got hatch green chili for Whataburger. Woohoo. But no. Yeah. It's one state away, you bastards. It's not that fucking hard. Spring to some- be fair, you know, you know, the southern part of the United States, if you split it into three pieces, Texas's piece is like bigger than a third. I know. I mean, I'm kind of being unfair. <laughs> <laughs> We're like in center, central Texas, like right at the fucking middle. So, but still, I know, but still, it's like it's close ish, you know, ish. It's not really close, but like it's close enough, damn it. That's true. Okay. I want some green fucking chili. Yep. And I, I want it now. Okay. <laughs> I don't care about my damn pregnancy heartburn. I'm going to have it, either have my pregnancy heartburn and not have green chili, or I'm going to have it. And have delicious green chili. So, which one would you rather pick, huh? I know which one I would want. Because I do want it. And green chili, or like, chili rano burritos. Mm. You guys, like, it's fucking amazing. I don't even know what it is about it. Like, just, you get your tortilla. That's, you know, cooked or warmed or whatever. But read fried beans. And just a fucking chili rano with cheese in it. You don't put any weird sauce. You don't put any weird shit like that. You just roll it up and you eat it because <laughs> it's amazing. Okay. Chili Reino is a 
often a green chili oh, um, yeah. that is Hold stuffed up. with cheese and then battered and deep fried and deep fried, which I know like is real rich coming from me complaining about like how Tex-Mex just has like yellow and brown stuff and it's just gravy and unhealthy stuff. But a chili yeah. is green. <laughs> it's, it is green on the inside. Okay. Mommy. It's basically like making a bean and cheese burrito but like adding like a deep fried chili in there. Mm-hmm. Like how could you not like that? It's so good. Right? It's so good. Sorry guys, now you know more about my pregnancy cravings and just life cravings than you ever <laughs> needed to know. Um, but I have strong opinions on certain things. Yeah, <laughs> especially food. Yes. <sighs> um all right. I do want to get into these three things in a little bit more detail. Cool. Um, so let's talk about the imp starting off. Um, which is. Yeah. 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 Um, it seems like the imp is organized. Um, Rose seemed to be like, yeah, like someone made it which is horrifying or like condensed it from a moat into a thing with a mission. Mm -hmm. And I'm Mm -hmm. not sure like who is someone and what does that mean? Was it like very intentional? Was it like a practitioner? Was it another demon? Was it the universe? Was it like an accident by the universe or something? Um, But it seems like this imp likes to like, is like possessing this guy maybe although it looks like a baby or something i don't know and it 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 has possessed a lot of the animals in the area mm-hmm. and it's making them all freak out uh and seems like someone should be like hey maybe stop bothering all these people in this neighborhood mm-hmm. um yeah okay um, so next we're talking about the splinter, which it's the splinter itself isn't terrifying. Just to clarify. Isn't it's just it? well, it's the splinter um belongs to uh the same place as like um an old factory where this thing is. The splinter is not possessed by this minor demon. Otherwise, he'd probably be freaking out more by holding it. Oh, the splinter being the wood thing. I thought the splinter was like the name of this like minor demon thingy. No, he literally hands him a wood splinter. (laughs) Right. Well, I I just pictured a big fucking piece of wood. Like 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 a splinter. (laughs) like a demon that just looks like a piece of wood or like I thought like splinter was just like the cool fucking name for this type of demon like the splinter it'd probably be capitalized or something maybe not yeah but yeah no this is legitimately like a wood splinter (laughs) from a factory i just kept wondering like you're like wow the splinter sounds terrifying i was like i mean it would hurt if you literally got a splinter (laughs) from like like, the splinter was like yeah i thought it was like a cool fucking name for like a like a minor like piece of a demon that ate people's <laughs> existence 
Mm. Oh, I'm kind of bummed now. Okay, sorry. That's true. That actually would have been really cool, and I'm sorry I burst your bubble. Um, <laughs> Red too fast. I feel like Dirt that probably notes. would have been a little bit too on the nose for like a wild name, though. You know, in terms of like, in my opinion, at least okay. maybe not, but um, but yeah. So literally, is a wood splinter. So from a factory, uh, and it's like the abstract entity resides there. Um, so what about this freaky uh, minor demon? Yeah. Okay. So the abstract entity. Well, says so also the the order we discussed these in made me doubt which one was the scariest because to me this this seemed the scariest, right? Like mm-hmm. teams of practitioners have gone to this factory that they like couldn't really find or identify or knew existed um and some of them managed to get out but this thing is like erasing their entire existence Mm -hmm. um which is really scary especially for someone like blake where that's a really big thing for him um and makes me feel like that's going to be kind of the final beat of this quest three beat um like not the hyena um Mm -hmm. And it feels like this, I keep wanting to say the splinter, this abstract entity. <laughs> hey, you can call it the splinter if you want. The splinter. As long um, as you know what it means, so. It's yeah. Fine. So this demon thing. It's real scary. I think it was interesting that they were like, it's not that strong because if it was that strong, it wouldn't leave anyone alive to talk about it. I don't know about it. Yeah. Okay. It's like thinking about all the places and all the demons and all the things that must just be like erasing people. I guess this also sort of reminds me of the Hungry Choir. This sucks. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Hungry people- Choir erases people's existence, right? Um, but I guess at least for the Hungry Choir, like practitioners can know that those people like if they knew about those people before they disappear they'll still know about them i don't know yeah so it sounds kind of terrifying and then last but not least it talks about the goblin yeah which i keep thinking of as the hyena i like that as a as a name yeah um Mm -hmm. this like twisted goblin who eats most of it's prey it's a serial killer that like destroys most of the thing so i mean i guess i was imagining a lot of like echoes and stuff i was thinking about like nicolette's um harvester or whatever it was that was taking all the eyes from all the echoes Mm, as like mm -hmm. because i feel like with people if you eat most of a person they're dead right but if you eat most of an echo like it's probably able to then run around and like fuck with people more like i feel like it's at least maybe with some of the others um creating or like distorting things and making them like worse and dangerous um which isn't i also just picture it in a park i don't know i feel like all my visualizations are weird but um what kind of a park like like not a huge park 
in the middle of a city. Um, there's just like grass and some trees, kind of like there's like that park in Charleston where you play Pokemon Go with mom, except like smaller, like significantly smaller. Okay. Where like so if like you're in park- it, you can easily see the streets on. It's not like a national park or something, but an actual no, no, like no. park park, like a park. Where, like in a there's city. like a playground and maybe yeah maybe yeah okay yeah okay so you I think this know. is kind of a small area <laughs> the, oh, no like when i think about it like actually like no i just picture a bunch of dead bodies and half-eaten echoes in a park <laughs> 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 i don't know <laughs> hey i mean that's fine like we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out what it's like. Um, but now, like, so do you think that this is 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 just a goblin, or do you think that's a demon, or do? Because I feel like you have some hangups on. I feel like this book is trying to tell me that goblins can be demon-like and they can be bad, and they can be they can like go closer to the demon side and i think this is a goblin that's been fucked up and is closer like more demon like but i guess still a goblin i I wonder if he's more or less like the thing that fucked up mini um in grandma rose's diary Hmm. that was scary hmm hmm yeah, it'd be interesting if it was the same thing, but that one didn't eat anyone. It just like stared at Minnie and she brain dead and then it I don't know. I don't get it. It just mentally scarred her so much. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's a lie, but you know. <laughs> You'd be a bad <laughs> practitioner. <laughs> be a great practitioner in terms of lying because i tend not to lie very much that's the only reason just on this podcast (laughs) oh yeah i have to lie on this podcast yeah i know (laughs) but (laughs) but like in general i'm probably a little too truthful about certain things Hmm. but maybe that would make me a bad practitioner because i'm not that i don't know if i'm that great at double speak whatever Mm -hmm. yeah i just be like yeah i don't like this (laughs) like i don't know no i'd be like zed you could be like freedom of information that's true it's more it's instead of it's more me being like oh i fucked that up (laughs) like when when her like wow that's when most people would probably like not say anything or let it slide be like Uh oh wow i like anyway (laughs) it's probably more interesting if i came up with actual examples but can't think of any um, so we know which one they're going to go to first because they already go, um, Woo. which out of curiosity, like which of the other two do you think they're going to end up doing first? I think, I think you kind of mentioned it, but like, yeah, so I think they're were... going to, yeah, I think they're going to do the hyena and then the splinter, 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 okay. the factory. Okay. Cool. 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 Even though this conversation makes me feel like that's wrong. Um, the because of the order they talk about it in the um dead 
the like being erased seems to have already struck a chord with Blake and Grandma Rose and stuff, and that seems mm-hmm. scarier. Then again, I'm I'm still kind of picturing like we're gonna go to a park. Like, <laughs> we're gonna go to a park. Woo! Just find a bunch of dead people. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you? What do you? What would you? Um. Guess causes these people to get erased in terms of like do you think they just get straight up like murdered or like i don't know any guesses or just it could just be they get straight up murdered um yeah okay brief wheel of time ish spoilers for a sec unless you don't want to hear about it um i could always take off my headphones i guess (laughs) well there's just there's this there's this type of magic the specific magic spell basically called Balefire. And it um it burns the person out of existence. Um hmm. in in the Wheel of Time, people still remember them. Um, but the Wheel of Time has like a reincarnation aspect with like souls and things. And I'm a little confused because some people have said that you can be reborn after being balefired, but I don't think you can. Um, and I'm a little confused about that, but just that's like kind of what I thought of in terms of like completely being erased. So I don't know if like the thing like transports them off into a different dimension or like eats everyone's memory or just kills them. I feel like just killing them. Well, I don't know the the forgetting who you are aspect is pretty creepy. I don't know. Okay. Just food for thought. <laughs> you probably don't ever want to think about. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go into our next part, which is Blake and Rose decide to visit Mr. Doubt, who's the victim of an imp. Blake manages to question and get minimal information from a few unfriendly locals. He interacts with some disturbing animals and comes face to face with the imp. Woo. Woo. Um... Before he gets there, I think he sees a pigeon that, like, looks weird. Like, there's a bunch of pigeons in one of them. For some reason, he's like, oh, that pigeon was sent to spy on me. Mm. And he's like, what about these three people? And then he never thinks, like, oh, the Duchamps all have fucking birds. They're freaking (laughs) people. I mean, maybe they didn't send their familiar to go to Toronto. But I was like, these are the, this is the Duchamps, right? Like, like. I feel like, I mean, I don't know what the history of pigeons were before, like, big urban centers, but I think of pigeons as very, like, city birds, and so I feel like Mara would be like, nah, fuck you. And then, like, the Briar Girl, too, I'm kind of like, do you fuck with pigeons? <laughs> like, maybe. <laughs> um, But this just feels more of a city, I don't know, thing. And I was like, the Duchamps are already... I mean, it's kind of interesting, though, because I have it opened up here. And for Blake, he was like, he specifically says it didn't seem like it would be the Duchamps. Oh. Why not, like, Blake? Blake, they sent know. their ex-husband to fuck you up. And you didn't even catch that. <laughs> I mean, does he say, like, my ex-wife, Sandra Duchamp? Duchamp no, but he says, Duchamp. like, don't let your 
don't speak to me or the Duchamps ever again. <laughs> you know, he's like me and the Duchamps. I was trying to do the don't talk to me or my son ever again, but it didn't work. <laughs> um, the He was like, I and the Duchamps of Jacob's Bell have blur, 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 blur. Blur, blur, blur. I could be wrong. That's what I thought with the pigeon, though. Okay. I know. Yeah. We know it's somebody. It's somebody. Jacob's Bell. Um, and he's on his way, and he's like, I'm on the train or whatever. And somebody, you know, knocks some shit over and tries to pick it up, and he sees Rose in the reflection in the window or something or and then sees blake and then freaks out because it's like you're not a woman and that was freaky because i was well i was like oh is this a practitioner what's going on like i thought that like this person was awake or whatever but it almost like the way he freaks out and stuff kind of feels more like it was i mean like maybe an aware person um but maybe more of like an innocent who just was like, whoa, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Um, because none of the practitioners in the story would be like, oh, God, they'd all just be like, oh, hmm, what is happening? And so that feels like Rose is getting stronger um, and maybe like taking over more, like emerging more and possibly going to take over Blake or something. Not intentionally. I don't know. It just kind of freaked me out. Made me sad. Made me excited. Made me sad. Hmm. (laughs) And then I stare at Jenny and see if there's a reaction. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Um... But then they get there, and this was exciting, sort of, I guess. Um, The interrogation was interesting. I didn't understand what was happening for most of it. These people were so freaked out, and they just kept being like, the mice, and it's like, what about the mice? And it's like, the mice. And I'm like, okay. But then they were like, (laughs) the bugs. And I was like, lol, lol. Because, like, you know, this is the story right after Worm. And so I think this would probably be, like, a really funny... Like, I immediately thought of Taylor. And I think a lot of people would just be like, lol. The bugs. Yeah. Um, but also like, oh fuck the bugs. Like that would suck. <laughs> yeah, now these people he had it was like pulling teeth trying to get them to <laughs> give information. Um Yeah. Which is kind of I, frustrating, but Yeah, I also I also felt bad for them because they were kind of like, We've reported oh, yeah. this, like we've tried, and like mm-hmm. I think they can tell, like, I don't know how aware or whatever they are. But it seems like they can kind of tell that, like, this is fucked. But also, they've tried to get help and no one has really helped them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sucks a lot. And just, like, I don't know. I picture these people as, like, black people, to be honest. Like, I picture this is, like, a really poor, like, neglected neighborhood where um, the local government or whoever would, like, kind of, like, let this happen um in the u.s a lot of dumps and um hazardous waste sites and different things are um built near black neighborhoods um Mm. and this just sort of reminded me of like and i while reading again for my notes i didn't notice any like textual evidence of that but the first time i was reading it i really like imagined like 
an immigrant neighborhood or a black neighborhood or something like that. Like um, I'm kind of actually pictured this one apartment complex in particular where um, some of the refugees I worked with in Syracuse lived now that I'm realizing it. Um, And that was just sort of an interesting thought of like, these people aren't getting any support from anyone. And so, yeah, I guess they're not trusting Blake. Um, to help. Hmm. That's kind of interesting just because that's not the impression I got when I was reading. Hmm. Um, just in terms of like um, looking at the description. Um, let me see. So it's like, could tell something was wrong. Um, crows gathered by the dozens, blah, blah, blah. And so specifically, the, the homes were big. The cars and driveways undeniably expensive cars as a rule mm. but things looked just a bit unkempt driveways weren't shovels shoveled i noticed two broken windows one bmw that had been plowed in and abandoned for the spring so i kind of took it as like uh, I, I didn't read it like that but i could see how you would because uh, yeah you know. i have a bad habit of kind of skimming over descriptions and <laughs> i think like with that it's very obviously not what i was imagining because I was mm-hmm. picturing like one apartment complex, um, with like walk-ups and a central courtyardish thing where the parking lot is and stuff. Like I wasn't picturing like individual homes, so that that is mm-hmm. really interesting. Um, yeah, not what I yeah, think. yeah, it's kind of interesting. I think it's like I th- I kind of took it. Yeah, more of a just more of a practicey weird thing that like something's keeping people from like coming okay. and helping, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Um the rabbit's a lot. The whole like a woman was screaming, oh, it was a rabbit. Like I was like, this is a lot. And the whole like and then I made its guts fall out of its butt and made a big circle out of it. I was like, that's cool. It's too much right now. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, I mean, <laughs> exactly. Um, Poor bunny. <laughs> and did you get the uh, Macbeth reference when she first said, "Like, no. free Malkin Paddock"? No, no, I totally didn't either. Um, I did not remember it that well. Like, good for you, Rose. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I am. Um, I like Shakespeare. I've read a decent chunk of the plays. Um, Macbeth isn't one I know very well, but I'm not really that confident that I would know very many other references that are just two words. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But it, um, it tur- I feel like it tied in really well with the end of like the, because I, the first time I read it kind of was skipping over like the plan. Cause when he was like, this is the plan. I was like, okay, yeah, they have blah, blah, blah. But he was like, no, the plan is to fuck this guy up. And so at the end, like that line of like, you know, do you want to overthrow a king or whatever, like really hit me. And I think the mm-hmm. Macbeth stuff here really helped with that. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Um, what do you think? So cause she kind of talks about like. Um, yeah, it gives like, you know, that reference. She kind of calls out that reference and kind of explains like, you know, like normally um you know natural orders god rules over everything then king serves just another god and then like you know 
keeps going and going. Mankind's given dominion over the earth and over animals. And she was like, the witches, it's a sign that there's something twisted and wrong. And they reverse the natural order of things. So animals on top and the king brought low. And Blake's like, that's what you think's happening and doubts at the center of it and all that. And they're like, yeah. Um, I was curious if you agree with that so far or if you think that's like, I don't know. I'm just kind of curious what, what your thoughts are. If you're just like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, I mean, I was almost feeling like it was a broader metaphor or something for like the the story. Um, mm, okay. I think that the like the narrative or whatever, the natural order is that like demons lose. Um, and so having a diabolist as your protagonist is really interesting, even if he's really trying not to be one. Um, and like the word witches is really evocative and interesting in like practitioners, right. Or kind of like the witches. Um, but in, in this particular scenario, it is like, the bugs are going to get you and the mice are going to crawl into your strollers. And I guess in this particular empty situation, sure. So you didn't take it that she was talking about the situation in particular when um, she brought I, that up? I took it that Rose was maybe kind of talking about the situation, but that like I was that Wildbo was bringing it up because it was trying to say something larger about the story okay especially like at the end where he was like do you want to overthrow a king like that they're not talking about that neighborhood they're talking about conquest you know um true okay yeah well just using that metaphor and just like hypothetically if it is at least talking about the situation as well um i guess i'm kind of curious like how else you can see this imp affecting things if it's kind of causing like the reverse of the natural order. Hmm. Um, the natural order. That's not the laws of physics necessarily. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, I, can't, I guess my first thought is like, Oh, all the housewives are going to be like, fuck you and divorce their husbands and go off, and <laughs> get jobs or some shit. But, I don't know that that's necessarily what. <laughs> like that's the first thing. Like it's just an exodus of like all the stay at home. Like, yeah, it's like I cool. We're done. Bye. Like I don't think that's you know natural order. I think that's very like human made. But I also think that other than the whole like. I don't know if the birds are going to fucking eat you or whatever. Yeah. Do you think it is going to um, interfere with like, I don't know, Blake dealing with this guy at all? Or like, um, do you think like, I don't know, like if, if like, depending on what happens, if Blake ends up succeeding and brings it back to conquest, do you think like, there's going to be any weird effect on conquest, like suddenly make him like mm. docile and nice, you know? <laughs> um. Well, I think that Blake is kind of an outsider. And so maybe Blake will have kind of an edge because the, if the imp is trying to flip the natural order, 
like you know the homeless kid like doesn't win hmm. um and that might help i could also see that like yeah it would it could possibly weaken conquest like they're there to topple the king or whatever um and really flip things up and so i don't think it'll necessarily make conquest nice um but maybe just like a lot weaker a lot faster that'd be a twist though right that would be interesting if you're like oh like all of a sudden he's like i'm so sorry for how i acted i was being ridiculous let me give you let me let me serve you some tea okay yep, yep. that's what's gonna happen <laughs> bold and specific prediction <laughs> no <laughs> uh, uh yeah um but yeah so like uh rose um kind of calls the imp out right mm-hmm. which is pretty cool she's like um, yo bitch she's Get good at here. using those fancy schmancy words yeah yeah it was impressive is- i was like yeah rose like you tell those mofos. Yeah. Yeah. So got all the creepy animals out. Yeah. As well, which is great. Yeah. Um the, the little baby thing. <laughs> little baby thing. Um yeah, Looks I was gonna like, say, what do you yeah. think of the description of this thing? And I have it here if you need a reminder. Go for it. Alright, so two feet tall, proportioned like a baby. It was lipless, its mangled double row of fangs exposed. The eyes were pale, like a blind man's. The skin somewhere between ashy gray and black. I'm not a little worried because I'm trying to remember exactly how similar this is to a fucking goblin. Um, <laughs> I love, though, that his he was like, it was oddly cute. And I was like, oh my god, Blake, you're such a Thorburn. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't yeah. seem sort of cute. And I just, I, I imagine, like, baby, like... Like Stewie from Family Guy. I don't really watch Family Guy, <laughs> but like, yeah, big head talks in fluent sentences in a really deep voice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so like, go ahead. I think I was going to comment on what you're about to say, so you can go for it. I was going to say what, like, what he says next. So he says, pause of the fifth choir, feral and fell, and a deeper voice that didn't fit his frame. Yeah. I think pause is his name, or pause. Pause is kind of funny if it's a choir, because it's like the absence of sound. Sure, choirs usually make noise. Um, I don't fucking know what this means. It's some category of demon thing. I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it says later on how to pronounce his name. And I kind of forgot what the right way to pronounce it was. But well, we're just going to go with whatever way you want. Pows, we'll find possibly. Out. Yeah. Pause. Might Pows. even be poos. Poos. I don't like poos. Poos? You want to do poos? No. I want to do poosy poo. No. I mean, actually, yeah. <laughs> But only a really deep poo. voice, poozy poo, poozy poo, poozy poo, poo of the fifth poo. choir. <laughs> Love it. Jeez. Uh, yeah. Now they're gonna go fuck up conquest. 
or at least a tr- attempt to. Woohoo! So how do you, like, what do you think is going to happen with the this imp and, you know, going on? You think they're going to get into a big battle? They're going to try to negotiate stuff? Like... Yeah, I think I would keep just being like, oh, we have to get out of Toronto and we're moving fast. So, like, the imps just going to be like, okay. And, like, but no, it's not. Like, no, it's not. Um, I guess they're probably going to have to make some fucking deal. Right. They're going to, they're going to get this imp under lock. They're not going to fuck up on the first one. Um, We're only in arc four. So they're going to, but I feel like maybe they're going to have to make a deal with the imp, which sucks. Yeah. Um, To get it to go hang out with conquest yeah yeah oh, we'll see we will see dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. all right so in terms of our pale in comparison section um you can go a couple ways i think you can go um kind of what you were talking about um earlier um could also go with uh, potentially talking about comparing the Hungry Choir to that weird entity thing, mm. which both we've kind of talked about, touched on. So I guess anything um, else you want to add about any of that? I guess whatever you think. What was the first thing I was talking about? I'm going to be honest. Um, trying to remember Fuck. Um, remember we were talking about board games which was not or i tried to interrupt you because i thought you were i was gonna make a joke about board games i was gonna just ask you as well like now that we've finally like seen what an imp looks like mm. um we haven't seen interaction with it but does this remind you of anything in pale that you can think of whatsoever i mean the description, the physical description really reminds me of goblins, right? I mean, I don't remember goblins' voices being completely off, but it's little, it has fucked up features, like it's, you know, its lips are missing, it has fangs. Um, I mean, it's not quite perfect with a goblin, like it's not like it's self-mutilated with like random piercings and shit. Mm-hmm. Um doesn't have like a booger face or whatever but true it is small and baby like which is what we talk about when we talk about goblins a lot um Hmm. okay yeah the um controlling animals is interesting but i'm not sure if that necessarily reminds me of anything from pale i was gonna say i guess kind of like the nicolette i guess again where she made the squirrels and shit into her little watcher animals. Um, Mm -hmm. It seems to be easier for the imp to do and doesn't require that same level of like mutilation or whatever physically, but eh. Okay. I'm trying to think like, is there anything in pale that like in retrospect, you're like, Oh, that might've been like some demon shit. Oh fuck! Or you're like, not that I can think of. I don't know. Okay, I just want to ask you. Um, I guess the whole like 
they go into a factory and they never come out thing reminds me of like the ghouls you know um hmm okay the fight scene and the whole thing with the with raf um i feel like mm-hmm. if chloe's in a really bad spot you know like she'd eat you they live in a factory um she couldn't erase your existence but <laughs> it's there but there's creepy old factories in each one mm-hmm. it's true okay yeah i'm not you said you're gonna ask me i'm not gonna answer that okay um and i may ask you again at a later point Ooh. which might just be a red herring to freak you out but <laughs> you never know um but i mean and the books i mean the book's not quite over yet so we could come up with some weird shit later on and be like oh, oh my gosh malia um demons, demons. um but yeah if there is something like that whether i'm bluffing or not right now um i will bring it up eventually cool okay all right now it's time for malia's bold and specific prediction okay um so i sort of have two this week the first one is um related to the stuff we just read um which is that the abstract entity splinter in the factory thing is going to be a big fucking problem. <laughs> and they're going to have to call in other help, um, either from Grandma Rose's contact book or the lawyers. Um, I don't think that... I mean, actually, I just feel like the whole I could go get the contact book is sitting there. And maybe it won't be used for this series of quests or whatever but fuck it that's my prediction um all right and then part two has to do with what's going on in pale currently um we just got the actually i i haven't read the actually latest chapter to come out oops my bad but the latest (laughs) extra materials to come out was the avery's notes on um knotted places and I think that Jacob's Bell will become a knotted place by the end of the story. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. But you should really read the most recent chapter because it was super good. I like to. Super damn good. Yeah. Yeah. I won't tell you what it's about. But. <laughs> All right. We're on to last week's discussion question, which was... What is one specific thing that brings you comfort that would really creep you out if someone were to give it to you? (laughs) We'll start off with Fleet Feathers. He said someone giving him a gift would make him feel cherished. But the thing that would freak him out would be someone giving him his medications (laughs) because the meds never leave his room and no one else is allowed to touch them. So that'd be kind of creepy to get a refill. (laughs) <laughs> or just for someone yeah to just hand it to i mean him. it's kind of a weird yeah. gift anyway like here you go here's some drugs <laughs> sure but you know black tall says books um they are picky about editions sometimes and most people they know don't have the same taste as them um they mentioned that they still haven't gotten anyone to read worm which I can kind of relate, even though I got one person to read Worm. <laughs> Yay! And now um, we're doing a podcast. And now we're doing this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they say if someone gave them the right edition of the right book, they'd be like delighted and pretty weirded out. That's fair. <laughs> I 
know I've I've tried to get some people to read Worm and stuff too, and it's, it is really hard. I feel like just I don't know if it's just that it's because it's like a web serial, so people don't think it's as legit or what, but it's really freaking hard. Like, you guys, just I mean, it'll it might disturb you a little bit because the story's like dark and shit, but like it'll blow your mind. But you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah you'll be I, fine. I tried to get Brandon Sanderson to read a wild story, although specifically I tried to get Brandon Sanderson to read Pale. They're BFFs. Um, me and Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> oh yeah. No, there was a moment where I was like, oh, Brandon Sanderson hates me, but it's fine. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> well, because I went up after a panel, because Ben was like, you need to tell him to read Pale, because we were talking about, or he was at a panel with, um, this actually might be in this week's episode that we're discussing this, the one that's just going to be released today. Hello, everyone. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> I think we were talking, it was a panel about magic systems. And um, mm. I wanted to go up and be like, or like specifically non-genetic magic systems. And they honestly like didn't come up with too many like really interesting examples of that. Um, especially outside of like Sanderson's work, for instance, they came up with a couple. Also, I tried to like, he was like, we're recording this for the YouTube channel. And I went on his YouTube channel and I couldn't fucking find these talks. So good luck if you want to actually listen to them and hear me ask Brandon Sanderson questions. Anyway, so I went up after the talk and I was like, um, have you read Pale? Because you should. And well, first I was like, have you heard of Wild Bo? Like, he writes web serials. And he's like, no, the only web serial I've heard of is Worm. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that's, you that's have him. heard of Wild Bo. <laughs> and then I was, and then he was like, yeah, you know, Worms, you know, I people tell me about that one, but like, it's just so long. And I was like, thinking about the like thousand page novels that Brandon Sanderson produces on like an annual, <laughs> if not biannual basis. And I was like, uh-huh. And then he was, but he was like, obviously like not wanting to talk to some like dorky fan. He was trying to get him to read some like, you know, Bible Random or whatever. Thing. And I was like, no, 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 like don't read worm. I don't care if you read worm. You have to read pale. And then you have to take that magic system and you have to use it. I mean, like worm has like arguably a cool, like what could be defined as magic system with the way superpowers work. Mm hmm. But uh, I was just so mad. I was like, if you want a non-genetic magic system where it makes sense as to why people wouldn't want it, like, my God, like, that was like, yeah. like, <laughs> holy shit. Like, you need to read this. Like, like, wait, fucking... no. Read it, Sanderson. Read it. So, um, everyone, I was going to say, tweet Brandon Sanderson to read Pale, but that probably won't work. So don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like, I'm so annoyed. But if you ever meet Brandon Sanderson, mention it. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to start thinking of Pale as the web serial he should read. Yes. Because we're not a first podcast, or so packed. we can do that. But Or packed. I feel like Pale is a better... I mean, in my opinion, Pale's a better entry point, but I'm biased. Well, you haven't finished Packed yet, so you <laughs> just hold your horses, Missy. <laughs> All right. Next, back to our discussion question. <laughs> uh, Mr. Coggs says, Cracklin' Oat Cereal... They're saying they really liked have liked it ever since they were a kid, but never see it in anyone's house or at a buffet or anything. Um, it's kind of random. If a lawyer <laughs> gave me a box of them, which I mean, we didn't specify it had to be a lawyer, but it, that's what happens to Blake. I I, I guess he's so, putting but... himself in the shoes. <laughs> okay, I, okay, I guess you're right. <laughs> or they? Sorry, Mister Cogs. They. Yes, that does imply he, but you never know. 
Is yeah. that right now? They. Um, yeah, so if a lawyer, um, or I'm assuming if anyone, I guess if a lawyer especially, gave him a box um, of Cracklin' Oats cereal, they'd be creeped out because either they've been monitoring their life or asking weirdly personal questions to their parents. And then you have to ask, like, mom and dad, why did you tell this random creepy dude what kind of cereal I like? Like, shouldn't that have been, like, a red flag to maybe not share that info? <laughs> There was a, my boss was telling me about a client she had who was like high up in some gang and he was like, you know, she, she thinks he was kind of like a sociopath or something. I don't know the difference between that Mm -hmm. and like psychopath, but she was just like, yeah, he like never really showed any emotion and he like just, yeah, wasn't really chummy with me or anything. But the thing that like got me in his good graces was that like I brought his mom a pie like one time we were talking and he mentioned that his mom really liked this pot, this one particular pie. And so she like brought him the pie and the mom called him and was like, Oh, you're a lawyer, whatever, whatever. And he, that was like the thing that like got him to like trust her more, which was really cute. That's so odd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess all you lawyers pay attention to weird <laughs> stuff like that. Cause you never know. They might creep people out, but they also might be your BFF and super trust you. So yeah or at least they'll like um declare your or they'll agree to declare your house neutral territory and then rival gangs will post up members outside of your house on either side to like protect and establish the neutral territory and then your husband (laughs) will get like super freaked out because there are these gang members like sitting outside of your house and you'll have to go back into the prison and talk to both of them and be like hey thank you but why (laughs) and they're like because we got to protect the pie lady and they'll be like oh we didn't think about that and she's like, yeah, so can it be neutral ground? But can you guys go? <laughs> can you guys, like, leave my house alone? Please. That's <sighs> real great. Hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. The other thing I wanted to mention is I'm getting really into cereal. Um, and I really, I'm, now I want to try the cereal, but also a podcast plug. Um, I bet a lot of you have listened to Nakorai family podcasts um and you really 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 should listen to the empty bowl um unless you really don't want to get into cereal because you're gonna really get into cereal if you listen to it but it's a it's a meditative podcast about cereal and it's so good for my anxiety <laughs> and you should all listen to it <laughs> sorry what <laughs> yep is this is this it's called the empty bowl <laughs> do they ever talk about that really old really fucking old like video that was on like uh, i don't even remember what where it was on it was like it's really fucking old the milk and cereal song um if you don't know what i'm talking about then i'm not that much older than you (laughs) right no it sounds a little familiar i think i haven't heard them yet but i um i save up those episodes like charlie with his like chocolate in the charlie and the chocolate factory books anyway i think about that a lot anyway i so i haven't listened to all of the episodes i don't remember that coming up so far well i'm gonna try to just put uh you you know what i'm you know what song i'm talking about though right vaguely no it's like milk and cereal milk and cereal milk and cereal cereal and milk Oh yeah! Uh, for everyone else, is like she's gone insane. Um, I will try to find a link. 
to that song to post below. And by below, I mean, I don't know, somewhere. <laughs> somewhere where we post links for this, I guess. Uh, it's getting kind of like existential. What yeah, is below? This is like the longest discussion question what fucking thing. What is below thing. our voices? <laughs> uh, yeah. all, right. all right. Next. Um, Tisarot. 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 Um, shout out to you. Um, says... Okay, this one was I really liked the crackling oats cereal, but this one was like that, but like it, it leveled up. Like these responses were so fun. Okay. So they say Covent Garden brand spinach soup. Because this is their favorite soup as a child, but they stopped making the soup over a decade ago. They being like the man who like produces soup. Um capital T, capital M, the man. Okay. And if mm-hmm. someone gave this brand of spinach soup to Tizarat, they would need to know about Tizarat's childhood soup preferences and be able to acquire a no longer produced soup or the IP of the recipe and then produce that soup. And that would really freak them out. <laughs> okay. I'd, I've never even heard of spinach soup. Yep. Nope. Sounds and gross. like, okay. I, I'm sorry because I, again, I've never had this. It might be a fucking amazing type of soup that for some people, people just people aren't making because we're, it, it's, knowledge that has been lost in the past and we need right. to I think our dad it. was kind of scarred by a lot of um spinach. Oh no. Just like vegetables who that were cooked by his parents. Everything was just like boiled or whatever. So I think dad still like hates Brussels death. sprouts even though we've moved on. Yeah. And Brussels sprouts are like a big thing now. Um I mean yeah, they're pretty big. But like out of all the soups to be like your favorite as a kid, you know, spinach soup also, okay, so I just Googled Covent Garden spinach soup, and there's something called New Covent Garden Soup Co., and I'm not seeing a spinach one, and I feel really sad because I was going to get all excited for you, Tizarat, but now I'm I sorry. can't. I'm this is sorry. just another disappointment. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe if we all start a petition, guys, we can bring the spinach back. Yeah, that's the thing. Tweet it, New Covent Garden. Don't tweet it, Brandon Sanderson. Yeah. Okay, let's get the spinach soup back on the menu, boys. All right. That was so good. I'm so proud of you. Uh, thank you. I'm so glad. Um, ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. I wonder if we're gonna still. So, like, for anyone who doesn't know, we try to record some episodes ahead of time and then we'll go back and and record like the discussion question for the previous week before we actually record the episode um that we're about to do um so hopefully this one this is a good sign of some good banter Mm -hmm. (laughs) but anyway um next (laughs) the bee vampire um they were saying basically if someone gave them replacement headphones after there's break um, without me telling them that their headphones broke, that would be really creepy. That's fair. I agree. Yeah. Um, Clawford says that they don't have a specific thing that brings them comfort, but they find food comforting. Um, they wouldn't go so far as to say that their comfort food is food, but it's not that far off. And then they proceeded to list a whole bunch of just like foods that aren't ridiculously specific um 
that would just be like, hey, great, a pizza. Which, fair. <laughs> That's fair. So in that case, like, if your comfort food was food, if they got you, like, I don't know, like, what if they got, like, a recipe or something, like, that was, like, or they, like, got you a dish that was, like, a replica to, like, a relative's, like, like, your grandma's, like, lasagna or something that you haven't had in, like, eight years. That'd be creepy. Or you'd just be too, like, into the food to be creeped out. I'd probably be too into the food and too excited. I'd be like, you have to give me this recipe. <laughs> yep. Yep. Excuse me. That's probably the reaction. <laughs> All right. And last but not least, and I do agree, um, this would be creepy as hell. Um, <laughs> Jonah Leth says um, they buy a certain brand and fit of underwear because they have sensitive skin. So if someone bought them underwear, that would already be weird. And not to mention the exact underwear they prefer would be even weirder. Though they do say they'd be somewhat thrilled because they are hard to find. Yeah. As someone else with sensitive skin, as discussed in last week's episode, I believe, um, I would be somewhat so one that's coming I out. would be or no. thrilled. I the, the one that just came out. But I would be super thrilled if um someone bought me another pillow. <laughs> Not to mention those pillows are expensive, and I'd just be like, great. <laughs> I know. Every, anytime I buy something that's like, it says it's hypoallergenic, I'm like, Malia, you should just try this just to see. Because <laughs> I have some, I have some pillows that like are supposed to be hypoallergenic and they're really freaking comfortable. So maybe I'll try one. Maybe just like if you come over to our house and like watch TV or something, just rest your arm on it for like an hour and see what happens. <laughs> yeah i'm not sure if an hour is long enough to like definitely have a reaction but maybe maybe it's definitely enough if it would be a very bad reaction (laughs) okay well there's a there's something so all right well that's our discussion questions for the week (laughs) thanks y'all that was fun yeah thank you for our discussion question this week i don't know if this is a good one but as a chill break um recommend a board game to us i'm not gonna lie i was gonna say the same thing or something really similar as i'll be like if you try to think of a board game that just really encapsulates conquest oh yeah and let us know i'm pretty sure risk is one of risk those might be the one yeah um if you can think of other ones besides Risk, that would be fantastic. Yeah. And it, it doesn't just have to be a board game. It could be like a computer game or whatever. Sure. Any kind of game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you don't have an idea for that, um, we do want board game recommendations because we like those. We love They're those. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. To support our podcast, become a patron at patreon.com slash doofmedia. You can also check out our website at doofmedia.com to learn all about the cool shows on the Doof Network. If you'd like to support Wildbow as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash wildbow. You can follow the pod on Twitter at Pale Comparison. 
or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans, where you can answer our discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you'd like to see all of my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to our prediction tracker. And don't forget, voting is live for Pale Complexions. Um, become a patron and vote so that you can help someone win money for their money! brave and great talent. <laughs> Heck yeah. We want to see the what your thoughts are on the yeah. s- super sweet art. Um, pretty stoked. <laughs> All right, this week's fun fact um, kind of works as we've been kind of talking about goblin-y stuff a little bit. Um, I mean, we can always put goblin goblin-y stuff in and you guys probably like it. Um, Vikings commonly had rude nicknames for each other. Um, and this one random website, which we know everything on the internet's true, guys. So, like, don't worry about, you know me just making up stuff here everything's true on the internet um but this website i was on that was talking about it had some great examples um i cannot pronounce any of the actual like uh original names so i'm gonna just read out the translated versions uh, of these nicknames so we've got whining turd shit advisor or ruler of shit butt fuck big ugly clownish person which that's kind of wonderful. <laughs> Semen. Seals testicles. And last but not least, cunt. Tag yourself. I'm ruler of shit. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did you choose that, Malia? Well, I was thinking whining turd, but I have a little bit more. I was like, no, I want to channel, you know, positive energy and self-confidence and i was like yeah ruler of shit <laughs> <laughs> kind of reminds me of like just when you said that those like stupid like facebook or social media quiz things where it's like oh like put your birthday in and or like your birthstone's gonna match up to this like stripper name or whatever yep um which that viking nickname is yours <laughs> Woo! all right butt fuck congratulations <laughs> Uh, somebody make a quiz someone make a quiz um that's an also alternative discussion question answer you make a quiz um you can feel free to add some other rude nicknames too you know mm-hmm. i'm sure that yeah i i really like big ugly clownish person just because i'm sure that that's like not really the I, don't know, I feel like that's Most probably a really clumsy, yeah kind of a clumsy <laughs> translation but it just sounds really like yeah, just clumsy. I think yeah. it's funny. Um, but yeah, they're all, they all have got their own level of charm, of course. So, <laughs> all right. Have a good week, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye.